on episode 473 of Nintendo Switchcraft. It's Saturday, which means I talk to you about your topics that were sent in using hashtag AskRJS on Twitter or by using the AskRJS Discord channel in our community Discord, which you can join by going to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Those stories are all from you. Those stories, these stories are all from you on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey, this is Mr. Strauss from the Mesa Junior High School, and you're listening to the sweet and smooth sounds of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around. to a rocky start this is like the fourth or fifth time that i've tried recording this but that's okay let's talk about nintendo switchcraft is brought to you live every monday wednesday and friday you can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp on saturdays i rec- that's this one i record the show all about what you want me to talk about so make sure that you send in your questions your thoughts your recommendations for topics for me to talk about by using those hashtags or joining the discord like i said earlier This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Rodney L. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. All right. I have not had any internet at all today. Like this, today has been a day without internet and it has been, it's pretty boring. Like there's not a lot to do when you don't have the internet. Now I do have a Nintendo Switch and that's what I ended up doing. I I played I played 1980X on my Nintendo Switch today and I finished it and I want to talk about that just a little bit. And then, then I also spent some time uh playing on my uh Pocket Go version 2. I was playing uh F0 a bunch. I love that game. But uh, let's let's start off by talking about 1980X, and then we'll get into all of the uh, topics that you sent in. 1980X is a very very short game. Um, I, I don't. I'm, I'm certainly not going to spoil anything. It it is a story that I've talked, or it's a game that I've talked about before, and the story is told about this kid who is in the 80s and he goes to an arcade and kind of views his life through the through the lens of arcades and arcade games. And in it there are 5 arcade games that you can play and uh, basically you go in, you play a couple of levels, you do a boss fight and then you move on to the next uh arcade game. Uh, which in, in between those arcade games is some really, really cool uh, pixel art cutscenes that I think are some of the best that I've seen. It's really pretty amazing. Um, the art style is phenomenal, and uh, the voiceover is pretty damn good as well. And at the end of the day, I had a lot of fun playing this game. Now, it is a very short game. And on Nintendo's site, it is $10. You have to decide if $10 is the right price for you. Like, that's only you can really make up your mind about that. But the five games 
that are in it are a Streets of Rage style game, a old school uh, R-type style game, a a traditional checkpoint racing style game, uh, a side-scrolling like samurai style game, and then finally a 3D dungeon crawler uh, where you have to fight uh, monsters and dragons and stuff like that. It's really, really cool. And I finished it today when I had no internet. I guess the the problem was not just with um, with us. Uh, the problem was everywhere. My my wife was on the road today, and uh, she had to actually pay for gas with cash because they didn't have any internet and they couldn't pay any other way. So it's it's pretty crazy that we that we've been without internet all day. Uh, and it makes me really happy that I had something that did not require the internet in order to enjoy it. So, so there's that. Thank you very much, Nintendo Switch. I tried playing. Uh, I was like, I'm gonna play a game on my PlayStation, but we have two PlayStations in the house, and the one that's downstairs is set up as my main PlayStation, and the one that's upstairs is set up as my secondary PlayStation. And that's the one that's right here, my secondary PlayStation. And I could not play any of the games on there without access to the internet either. And on Steam, I only have two games installed on my PC right now. The Elder Scrolls Online and Final Fantasy XIV, both of which are only online games. And then on the Epic Games Store, I have two games installed. Dauntless, which is an online game, and... Cycle, I think, is the other one, which is another online game. So all of the games that I have, I could not play because I did not have access to the internet except for my Nintendo Switch. And thank you very much to that. And I got to play 1980X. All right. Let's get in with all of your questions. The first one comes to us from Discord user Blaziken. And they said, hey, Bill, first thing... Your podcasts are the best. Keep up the great work. Second, Microsoft and Sony, not confirmed, but probably will happen, have been really leaning on backwards compatibility going all the way back. Nintendo has arguably the richest retro library. Why haven't they 100% embraced this on the Switch? So far, they have drip-fed NES and Super NES games through the Nintendo Online service. I understand... This is a forward-thinking move so customers don't have to buy games over and over and keeps the service active for a continued stream of revenue, but why is this so limited? At the pace that they are going, I feel we won't have filled out Virtual Console after the Switch's lifespan. Do you think the current cadence of releases will ever speed up? All right, so wonderful point. Yes, uh, I think that backwards compatibility for Nintendo is something that is incredibly valuable. And I, I, I struggle to understand why Nintendo does it so slowly. If you look at the Wii, this is the same exact move that they did, except in, in the case of the Wii, you had to buy the games. You couldn't just subscribe and, uh, and, and play them that way. So I have been, I mean, for a a very, very long time, I I was saying, Nintendo, you need to give us a subscription to access your your NES games and your uh, Super NES games. And, you know, everybody called it Nesflix, you know, 
where it was a Netflix style subscription and you have access to a bunch of games. Finally, Nintendo gave us this when the Switch came out. You know, we had the Wii with the virtual console drip feed very, very slowly. Then you had the Wii U, same exact thing, drip feed very, very slowly. And then finally, Nintendo Switch Online comes out on the Nintendo Switch. And what do they do? Well, they drip feed it very slowly. Now, in the case of the Wii and the Wii U, I understand why they went with this drip feed. If they flood the market too quickly with too many of these virtual console games, then people would look at those and they'd say, I've got too many options. I don't know what to buy. I just won't buy anything and move on. However, when you're talking about a subscription, you should be putting as much on there as you possibly can. You want to hit as many categories as you can. You want to entice as many users as you can to that. And and that includes Nintendo and or Nintendo Entertainment System and Super Nintendo Entertainment System games. So why is Nintendo taking so long? Why are there certain games that we haven't seen? Well, some games we will never see, and that has to do with licensing. Uh, so, for instance, um, oh gosh, well let me let me try and think of uh, okay, Terminator. I remember when I was a kid, I had a, a copy of Electronic Gaming Monthly, which was my magazine of choice uh, when I was a kid. And in Electronic Ga- or on the cover of Electronic Gaming Monthly, it had the Terminator, uh, and you know they had this whole uh, like layout in the in the book about the game. And I remember looking at the screenshots and thinking to myself, oh my God, I can't believe how realistic that looks. You know what I mean? That game can never come to Nintendo Switch Online. It can never come to virtual console because of licensing issues where it's just basically there's legal hurdles that Nintendo would have to jump over. And at the end of the day, it's really not worth it for them to do that. So... That's why we don't see some games. Now, why there are other games that we don't see, I have no idea. It is ridiculous that they have not added Game Boy Advance games to Game Boy or Game Boy Advance games to the Nintendo Switch Online subscription. Same with some um, Nintendo 64 games. Nintendo should have their entire back catalog of first-party Nintendo titles accessible via the Nintendo Switch Um, I I think that it's ridiculous that they haven't brought that out. So Blaziken, I 100% agree with what you are saying here. All right. Speaking of older games, uh, Discord user MJ Van Gool says, could you talk about F-Zero X and what you thought of it and why has there not been a game since? All right. Well, I have to be honest. I don't really remember playing F-Zero X uh, I played a lot of F-Zero on my Super Nintendo. I loved that game. And I think that I remember playing F-Zero X when it came out, but it just didn't grab me the same way that F-Zero did on the Super NES. As to why we haven't seen a game since F-Zero X, it's simple. F-Zero games don't sell very well. Uh, every single time Nintendo brought out an F-Zero game, it sold less than the previous F-Zero game. 
And it's not because they are not good games. I just think that it's it it speaks to a very, very small niche of an audience, and people just weren't interested at the time. Plus, when F-Zero X came out, uh, people were playing other consoles more, so, you know, Nintendo already had a smaller section of the overall gaming public as their customers, and so bringing out F-Zero X, that's not going to sell nearly as many as Nintendo would need, and over, you know, over time, it just got less and less profitable for them to make F-Zero games. Now, does that mean that we'll never see an F-Zero game again? No, I don't think so. I think eventually we will. It's um, the the hardcore Nintendo fans love the F Zero series, and I think that uh, if F Zero X or I'm sorry, if an F Zero game to, came to the Nintendo Switch, a lot of people would be exceedingly happy with that. Um, Ashreski in chat says, we need a new side-scroller Metroid that is more true to the core Metroid experience, not with the gimmick of Samus Returns needing to break combat uh, to use a melee attack. Um, Well, first off, uh, thank you for coming to the live show. Um, Secondly, I did not play Samus Returns because when it came out, it came out on the 3DS and... I was already on the Switch, and I was pretty much done with the 3DS, and I wasn't going back to it. Uh, Metroid is another game that every version of Metroid that comes out sells less than the previous version, and because of that, I'm surprised Nintendo is even making a Metroid Prime 4. I mean, we've been begging them to make another mainline Metroid series for a long time, and they've just said... Uh, yeah, we'll think about it. And now we're getting a new one. We don't know when. I know it's, uh, you know, it's been delayed and uh, it was actually, you know, they Nintendo got rid of the developers that were working on it and they brought Rare back into it to, wait, not Rare, uh, Retro Studios, not Rare. Uh, they brought Retro Studios back to continue working on it and they started from scratch and threw away everything that they had. And that means there's going to be a long time before we have that. But just like F-Zero, Metroid is one of those games that sells less and less each time that it comes out, despite it being incredibly fun and incredibly well-received by just about everybody who plays it. Uh, So, you know what? We've we've got um, a new Metroid game coming. We just had a new side-scroller, even if it's not exactly what Ashreski was looking for. Uh, We did get a new side-scroller recently, so I think that means that there is hope for F-Zero X. I think that or for another F-Zero game to come out. And I think the same thing with a Star Fox game. Star Fox Zero uh, did really, really bad. It, it, was, it was set up from the beginning to absolutely fail. And here's why. Yes, Mr. Miyamoto was in charge of it. And for the most part, everything that guy touches turns to gold. But um, Star Fox Zero was a disaster waiting to happen. It was it was on a video game system uh, that only sold 14 million, and that's rounding up, by the way, 14 million lifetime worldwide sales. So already it has a very small user base, and then it had this weird combination where you had you had like your main screen to look at, 
and then you had to hold your your Wii U tablet up in front of you and play the game that way. What a, a horrible experience that must have been. I have to admit, I have not played that. I have heard of people who really liked it, but for the most part, people panned it because of the shoehorning of a ridiculous uh, control method into it. So we've got F-Zero, we've got Metroid, we've got Sky, um, Sky Fox, Star Fox, <laughs> Sky Fox, we've got Sky Fox, that's what I'll call it from now on. You know, these are all games and um, series that over time have decreased in value for Nintendo because they just don't sell. But Metroid's coming, which gives me hope for Star Fox and F-Zero. All right, real quick, I'm going to take a break. We're going to hear from a sponsor, and when we get back, we're going to hear from another Discord user named Darren. Stick around. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, we are back. Discord user Darren uh, wrote in, Why do you switch between streaming on Twitch versus YouTube? Does one platform have advantages over the other? This is not necessarily a... Nintendo question, but I don't care. I'm going to talk about it anyway. It's a good question. Uh, Twitch has 100% a much better user interface for the viewer. Uh, So a lot of the people who started watching my stuff, even before I was doing podcasts, when I was just streaming video games, uh, a lot of people are Twitch users first. And that is the one and only reason that I continue to stream on Twitch rather than YouTube. If if I you, you dance with the 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 people that brought you, you know? And I don't want to ditch the people who have been with me for the longest and that's my Twitch audience. That being said, if they didn't if they were like, "Yeah, go to YouTube," I would go to YouTube in a heartbeat. And and here's the reason. Here's the reason. Uh, YouTube allows me to encode at much higher bit rates, so it would look nicer. Um, another reason is that's where all of my video on demand stuff is, where all of the shows are that people might watch after the fact, you know, that's over on YouTube. And it also, I just think it's, it's a better, it's a better experience for a streamer. And at the end of the day, I feel like it 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 allow it would allow me to grow even better. So that's why sometimes I stream on Twitch and sometimes I stream on YouTube. 
I prefer YouTube. I think it is a better service. However, a lot of people who watch me live like to watch on Twitch, so I don't want to leave them behind. Thank you for the question, Darren. All right. 8-Bit Guru uh, tweeted, and they said, rather than Mario Kart 9 uh, as this fall's big Switch release, I'm thinking Double Dash 2 What do you think? Love the podcast. All right. First off, that's a great idea. However, you know, my, in fact, my initial reaction when reading this was now that might be different enough to justify calling it Mario Kart 9 uh, as a new game. However, the more that I think about it, you could do the exact same thing as DLC. I mean, I would assume that you can. You could add in the the Double Dash uh, courses. You could add in the Double Dash cars. You could have it be like a $30 DLC. And then also add in all of the other uh, Mario Kart courses that we don't have right now. And call it Mario Kart Ultimate. Like literally take Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and have the DLC be Mario Kart Ultimate so that you can, you you know, you buy the DLC and now you've upgraded to Mario Kart Ultimate. I still think it's a bad idea for Nintendo to bring out Mario Kart 9 or call if they want to call it Mario Kart Ultimate, you know what, Nintendo, that one's for free. You can take that one. But I still think it's a mistake for Nintendo to leave Mario Kart 8 Deluxe behind. It's the best-selling Mario Kart game ever. And to leave that behind and start a new one when you are on the same system splits the market in half, and I think that that's a huge, huge mistake on Nintendo's part. Uh, But I really do like the idea, and I think I'm I'm sure that I've talked about it before, bringing in all of that Double Dash stuff as DLC. Um, But I had forgotten about it. Now, do they call it Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe with DLC? Is it DLC? Or do they call it Mario Kart 9? Or do they call call it Mario Kart Ultimate? Kind of like the nomenclature from uh, Smash. Or do they call it Double Dash 2? At the end of the day, I don't think it really matters. But if they called it Double Dash 2, I bet a lot of people would get excited. If they called it Ultimate... I bet a lot of people would get excited if they call it Mario Kart 9. I think it would still sell very well, but it might tick off a lot of people who bought Mario Kart 8 and then Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and now Mario Kart 9. I think that's going to make some people upset. Anyway, 8-Bit Guru, thank you very much for the tweet and the question. I really appreciate it. All right, let's move on. Uh, Joe Barrett, uh, he sent in a tweet. He said... My second time through, I think Breath of the Wild has overtaken Ocarina of Time as my all-time favorite game. DuckTales, Super Metroid, Mario Brothers 2 round out my top five. What are your top five games of all time? All right, so Joe, thank you very much for the uh, the question. Uh, so <sighs> my number one, that's easy. That's that's the easiest question that I've ever had to answer. What is my favorite uh, video game of all time? 
Uh, for me, my favorite video game of all time is Zelda Breath of the Wild. 100%. I adore that game. Um, the rest of my top five, this is in no particular order, but the rest of my top five would probably be uh, uh, World of Warcraft. I, 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 I love the time that I spent in World of Warcraft. It is the it, it is a game that I played nonstop for seven years, and I played no other games at the time. So World of Warcraft is uh, is up there. Um, Ultima Online, my first uh, my first little puddle of that I dipped my toe into of the MMO genre. I had so much fun with Ultima Online, and. It, it, I I can't I, I cannot even express how many hours I put into uh, Ultima Online. It was insane, and actually I think yeah. Hey, um, check out uh, season one of 143 Pixels. I had a really really great conversation with um with a friend about Ultima Online. All right, that's part of season one. So make sure that you check that out because we had a blast. And speaking of 143 pixels in season two, and I'm trying to open it up now so that I can make sure that it is from season two. It might be from season three. Uh, So I'm trying to open that up right now. In season two, I talked to somebody about another one of my favorite uh, MMOs. I think almost all of them are MMOs, Uh, but that would be EverQuest. Uh, yeah, EverQuest is part of season two of 143 Pixels, which, which comes out on Tuesday, if you didn't know. So uh, we've got Breath of the Wild, and then I've got World of Warcraft, Ultima Online, EverQuest, and that leaves just one left. And oh, that, that's so hard for me to pick. I'm not sure, but I'm going to have to say probably... Zelda a link to the past uh that that's a game that I've played many many times and had a blast every single time uh so that's my top five if you have a top five and they don't have to be in any order uh please let me know use that hashtag ask RJS and maybe we'll have a conversation about this next week as well uh so there you go um let's see I th- oh look at that that's all of the questions for today and that's perfect. We're at 25 minutes. So uh, listen, everybody, thank you very much for for giving me topics to talk about each week. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, make sure that you check out 143 Pixels. Um, that is coming out. That or Season 2 is beginning on Tuesday. And I can't remember the name of the game that's coming out on Tuesday. Uh, I'm actually going to look it up right now. All right. So if you have not yet heard of 143 pixels what exactly is it well 143 pixels is a podcast where each episode i talked to a friend about one of their favorite games not necessarily their favorite game but one of their favorite games and um it's like so my friend comes on they pick the game that we're going to talk about and then i uh do a little research about it and then we talk about it. And uh, the first episode that is coming out uh, of season two 
is about Link's Awakening on the Nintendo Switch. All right, so make sure that you check that out. That is the number one episode, Link's Awakening, on the Nintendo Switch, and that is coming out on Tuesday. All right, speaking of other things that you should check out, this show is part of the giant-sized team-up network. For more information, check out gstu.net. And uh, if you want to check out any of my other shows, go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing is, of course, Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Maybe someday we'll have Nintendo make a new version of this. I'm out of here. You guys have a great day. Bye-bye. 